Put on your big Hollywood sunglasses and light the torch, because it's cellar time. Welcome to the Crack Cellar. As the prophecy was once foretold, I'm Two-Spirit Penguin Daniel. I'm so broad, I'm Nickel. <laughs> uh, broadcaster Nichols, um, as you know, uh, off mic, we're blood enemies and we don't get along at all. And we kind of put on really good acts here on this podcast, pretending blood to be civil with one another. <laughs> uh, you know, so, uh, so this week, you know, I don't have a lot to say to you, you know, you've, uh, the mask is off a little bit. Sorry, viewership, you know. There, there's there's some real tension here, and uh, so for that reason, I, I'm thinking maybe we should join the Blizzard Activision employees that are planning to stage a walkout. Can you guess why, broadcaster? Um, they're not getting laid. I mean, sexism. <laughs> no, try again. Just think of the uh, most corny woke thing you could imagine doing it over. Ukraine. <laughs> That's a good one, but no. It's uh, it's uh it's because they're lifting uh the vaccine mandate. Oh my god. So so the do company they, has the gall do, to allow people medical freedom and for that they're going to pick it. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. MK Ultra, they got psyop, dude. <laughs> like all these people. It's so crazy. How so two years there's they're already having withdrawals of people not wearing masks. Oh, I know. And, and the other the other part about it too is like they, they they printed like this list of demands that they sent to the CEO or something. And on the list of demands, they also said that they immediately want social distancing put in back into the rules forever. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, well, wait a second. So basically, you're ready to be put into the Matrix tube. Like, you're there. You're ready for that. That's what you want. No, they want Nazi America. They don't realize it. <laughs> the they want. They social- want the Gestapo. They like. They like. They literally want. Like they like every time this type of transgression in their world happens they're just like always just like a fucking baboon they're just like oh why why isn't the fucking the people at the clubs coming away coming down to beat you over that and take you away this is preposterous why you're allowed to be out in society it's crazy you know like just the the concept (laughs) of permanent social distancing like if you really think about it from a conceptual standpoint what that says is that you want to be permanently alone. You never want to be close to someone again. Which is really <laughs> a weird statement to make. As I'm really yeah. introverted and I'm not yes. like a person that likes being close to a bunch of people. But even I, when I look at that statement, I'm just like, well, so you don't want to be a human anymore is what you're saying. 
I mean, it might be a little bit of that, but you know what? I've really, I, I honestly, I think it's split between genders, obviously, because men and women do things for two different reasons most of the time. I think men that are still wearing masks, like when I go to the gym, and I like Yikes. no one wears a mask, right? Besides, like a couple people. And I recognize who they are from like way back before COVID hit. And I'm just like, wow, I would have never expected that guy to be that dude, you know? <laughs> but still, you're just like, I wonder if he's being like the Lone Ranger. Like he thinks he's a badass for being the last one, you know, to care. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Some type of weird ego shit like that. Wait, yeah. there's, a, there's also a chick at work. She's the only chick that wears a mask. She's the only one holding out. Mm-hmm. And and her husband works there, and he doesn't wear a mask. <laughs> I can't I? You know, that's a high IQ couple right there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, damn it! How did I not realize this? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think we've discussed it before. <laughs> cue, wait, wait, cue. You gotta cue the fucking. <laughs> this is, oh, what was that? Uh... What was that music we got? Uh, a strike from YouTube for playing? Uh, oh, there's been a few. We had like the Arabian music when we were doing the <laughs> yeah. Halo Infinite preview. Uh, you had a cue the Arabian music <laughs> when we were talking about that couple right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a uh, it's a big it's a big deal to certain people in certain areas to keep the mask on. Because they are terrified that if they take it off, people will identify them as a Trump person or a Republican or a conservative or however you want to put it. They then... Well, they're highly religious and definitely Trump supporters. And they work at a uh, place that is, um... well, remember, they have a giant Trump flag. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm not talking about your your high IQ couple. So that's an outlier situation. I'm thinking. Uh, I, I'm more talking about like the type of people that uh, one might work with if they worked in, say, the IT industry in the greater Seattle area. The type of people you'd encounter. You kind of like, you know, they got to keep up appearances, and the mask is really like the ultimate like signal. Um, virtue signal for saying I'm I'm on the right side of you know of political popular political opinion in area you live in. And as you know, the area we live in has a very specific, uh, idea of what that correct political side is broadcaster. Yeah. That's who formed the Gestapo. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, the Gestapo and his name I is can't Jay wait. Inslee. And, I can't uh, wait for him to explain it away. Like they're gonna have, they're gonna like form like a new police. They're gonna be like, this is specifically for going after people that do not comply with mask mandates and COVID mandates. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, the one thing that's you know giving me hope is uh, I went to the grocery store the other day and. 95% of people weren't wearing masks. There I like out of like I'd say there's probably 80 people in the store when I went and I only saw like three or four wearing masks. So that's a pretty good sign. Yeah, no one's wearing masks where I'm at. But it's just weird, man. Like this whole mentality isn't going away. Like even with the the 
mandates going away. Like people are still holding on to it. There's a lot of sort of like judgment still happening and there's a lot of uh life direction not happening because people are just forever there i think there's just a good chunk of the people are forever going to be in this mode and it's it's dividing the country so sharply we were already divided before this happened but now like the the COVID, I'm afraid of COVID, like it's the bubonic plague versus the it's a cold crowd. Like that that division is as big as the Grand Canyon nowadays. It's just when when you meet people on one side and one on the other, you're just like, how the fuck are you living in the same city? Living the were same those, life. Were those trials that they were doing that were like uh, they were giving black people like syphilis oh uh, the tuskegee airmen yeah yeah Yeah. the tuskegee airmen that like that shit's real and yeah (laughs) like you just when you knew when you know shit like that you're just like yeah no i'm good (laughs) fuck you (laughs) (laughs) i got like 40 more years left at best best. (laughs) you know i'm not fucking them up dude (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird, man. People, no one gave a fuck about anything, like, except for AIDS. Like, (laughs) when we were growing up, no one gave a fuck about any virus except for AIDS, and everyone thought AIDS was, like, fucking on every toilet seat when I was growing up. Like, people (laughs) were so afraid of AIDS, but nothing else. Now, I think a lot of people are more afraid of COVID than they are of AIDS. Or anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, HIV almost doesn't exist anymore, right? Like, when's the last time? So I, I'd be interested what the statistics are on people contracting HIV today. Like, when the last person on record contracted it, knew. Yeah. Because, well, like, most of the things you ever hear about it are, like, medication that bring it down to such a level you can't even tell it's there and you can't right. transmit it anymore so yeah, it's the like medication well, that means treatment is really good and it like what you just said it brings it to a level where it's undetectable on tests it's actually been cured too there i don't know if you read about it but like i think last year at some time there was a woman who was pregnant that uh had hiv or aids i don't remember if it was full-blown aids or hiv but either way they gave her some like experimental treatment because she was pregnant and apparently it literally cured her AIDS. Like she does not have AIDS anymore or HIV. Does so the kid have it? <laughs> I don't remember reading it. If the kid, I, I don't know, but I just remember reading that like about a year ago and just thinking, okay, so not only are the treatments like basically perfect, but we even have a cure for it now. So yeah, it's a, it's not really a threat, but I mean, what is really a threat? Like, like there's so many viruses out there. You got shit. Talking like about a, simulation. You're talking, well, I'm talking about like <laughs> Ebola and fucking West Nile virus. You have all these fucking really bad viruses out there that people don't fear. 
people used to not fear the cold. I mean, they still don't. Just learn to live with them. I know. I mean, when you have no other choice, you just—it's just how it goes. I know people like say you're sick and you have cold symptoms, and you tell them you have a cold. I know people that will ask you if you got a COVID test, and if you got a COVID test and it was negative, they will give you a kiss on the lips. They don't fucking care anymore. But if it were COVID. Oh, God, you know, fucking put him in the fucking cellar for 38 days with under chains. Like, it's it's retarded. It makes absolutely no sense. But that's just the world we live in now. The Great Reset, dude. The Great Reset. <laughs> Who knew? Scott Bakula did. Joe Biden's wife. <laughs> Dude, I think she's going to big boss us all, dude. Speaking of Joe Biden's wife, broadcaster, are you ready to get to our preview of She-Hulk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For years, I've been treating the Hulk like he's some kind of disease, something to get rid of. But then I start looking at him as the cure. 18 months. Okay, so again. old footage. <laughs> I put the brains and the brawn together. Best of both worlds. I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a normal lawyer. Oh, Daredevil's well, in it. Not that normal. Interesting. Well, uh, it makes sense because Jennifer's a, a lawyer, like, uh, yeah, Matt is. First Hulk lost, then Banner lost. Then we all lost. This is not a cartoon. This I thought he died. And yet, he must have just filmed this before he passed away. Thought he just died recently, like last month. For, I think this was filmed like a year and a half ago. Steel. Are you willing to sacrifice the one thing you hold most? Oh shit! Was that? Dude, was that Tim Roth? Uh, <laughs> Hold up a second. I'm re- okay, I'm not gonna rewind yet. I wanna see what we got going on here. Oh, it's just some lame ass YouTube shit. Yeah. Okay, well that Hold was... up here. Is this Tim Roth? <laughs> that is Tim Roth, dude. Dope. <laughs> so that means uh What's his fucking mutation's name? I forget. Uh, it's not Oblivion. It's like uh, Abomination. That's what his name was. Hmm. You don't remember him from uh, the Edward Norton Hulks? Uh, I think I. I think I do. I actually read a lot of Hulk comics when I was a kid. I had a bunch of those ones, but I don't remember if I saw him in any of those or not. I don't know, that was uh, one of the most generic trailers I've ever seen in my life. Um, It kind of makes 
It makes the trailer for After Yang look like fucking Citizen Kane. Like, what uh, the hell was uh, that? <laughs> well, it's She-Hulk. I don't know what you're expecting. But there wasn't but... even any She-Hulk in the trailer. They, you know, was... they showed the yeah, actress. Was. They showed they her should, walking they as sh- a lawyer. They showed her She-Hulking get, getting up behind Hulk in the cave. Oh, you mean the black silhouette? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah, they sh- yeah, you're right. What, I'm Man, crazy. You're right, you can't give it all away. Uh, no, it's <laughs> I guess that what she looks like as the She-Hulk is a big mystery reveal. Uh, I'm guessing she'll look a lot like a green buff version of Tatiana Ali or whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> I would, you know the, the funniest the most... thing about the trailers <laughs> is that Mark Ruffalo is the least exciting part about the whole thing. I know. That guy has... Like, just... everyone seemed cooler than him in the trailer. <laughs> He's like Bruce Willis without the mental condition to justify it. He's like, I put the bronze and the brain together. It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> cool, dude. I used to be an actor. Just stayed on Shutter Island. Yep. Yeah, all right, dude, it's really crazy. His early work before he became Hulk was really good. <laughs> he used to be a good actor. I, I don't know what's happening. Dude, the, it's the Marvel superhero shit. Yeah. goes to their head, dude. It does. It's it's happening to Benedict Cumberbatch right now, too. Dude, for sure. Like, it's, it's a weird effect. I don't know, man. I'm probably just jaded, but that looked like some boring bullshit that I am 0% interested in. <laughs> like, the <laughs> dude, I don't even like... Uh, I don't like Daredevil very much, and he was, to me, probably the most exciting part of the trailer seeing him, and I don't even like him very much. God. Man, I mean... <clears throat> is the enemy global warming? Is that what the, vel- the villain's gonna be? <laughs> what was the... Pl- remember? who? What enemy did they turn into the clouds and the old... Uh... Fantastic Four movie. Remember it was like just giant cloud eating oh, shit. Oh yeah, I forgot. I've, it's been a long time. I think that was supposed to be Galactic, uh, uh, Galactus. Yeah, maybe. God, you're talking about he's the definitely going to be uh, on that, right? Yes, yes, yeah. that it's, one, dude. I haven't seen that and in Dick, so long. And Dick Macy, <laughs> or whatever his Dick name was. Macy. <laughs> uh, is yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, this shit really concerns me because it's like <clears throat> they got nothing, dude. These guys are going into a dark, dark future. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. They're really they've run out of gas, they've run out of steam. Right is it feels like Star Wars is actually regaining steam because of John Favreau. It's almost like Marvel and Star Wars can't be good at the same time. Well, I think nothing can be good right now. Nothing can be good. <laughs> Everything uh, must must die at the expense of the agenda. Yeah. A lot has. Um, it's... It's funny because, like, I remember they're building, the- they're building the fourth Reich, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
in the early 2010s, it felt like you could re- literally watch anything and it would be good. You remember those days? Like, probably like around 2010, 2011, 2012, like... Every TV show on the air was good for a while. Like, there was, like, nothing really bad. And now it's like you have to dig through 15 dumpster fires to find a good show now. Well, dude, I I remember, like, when there was just a span of, like, really dope movies that came out. Like, No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah. Movies were great back then. Yeah, There Will Be Blood and... I'm sure I've still I'm never finished that. I've gone halfway through it like three times. It's so fucking long, man. It's crazy, dude. I've watched it numerous times. <laughs> I'm gonna finish it one of these days. Uh, I just finally finished Cloud Atlas. That was another one that I like watched halfway of like five times, and finally finished that. And oh, rest in peace, Wachowski brothers. Rest in peace. Their teeth are in a pile of. Or in a bag with the others. Yeah. Remember Will Smith collecting teeth at the beginning of that movie? Trying to steal that dude's teeth while he slept. Add him to his collection. Yeah, that was a great movie. Uh, I remember Will Smith collecting teeth and then shoving them into Chris Rock's mouth on stage. <laughs> If you're going to talk about my wife, you do it with these damn teeth rotten to the core. Your wife's teeth are my wife's <laughs> teeth out your mouth. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so so has this trailer moved you, broadcaster? Are you are you psyched for She-Hulk? Uh, uh, you know, it doesn't look bad. My boy Tim Roth is in it, so I'm kind of pumped about that. Oh, so you're going to give it an episode at least, then, huh? Oh, for sure. I just got. I'm just. I'm just hoping <laughs> Jennifer isn't too quirky and <laughs> makes me hate the whole goddamn. We call him Goofies now. We call him yeah. Goofs. <laughs> she was good in Orphan Black, but like in woke years, that was a hundred years ago. So who knows what's happened? Orphan Black. Yeah. It was a kind of like a it sounds like an Brit- anime. It was a Brit it does sound like an anime. It was a British science fiction show from like the early twenty tens. I think it ended in the mid twenty tens. It was okay. It started off good and then it just fell off a cliff at the end. It was on sci fi? Uh no, it was on I forget who carried it in the United States. It was like some Canadian channel that was, I don't know. It wasn't on any big network or anything, that's for sure. But uh, the one thing that I did like about that show is it had Max Headroom in it as a villain, which was great. Max Headroom was a villain? He was the villain, one of the villains in Orphan Black, yeah. I forget what? the actor's name, but the guy who plays Max Headroom, I, I like him in that kind oh, of thing he's in. Yeah, you're not talking about the actual character Max Headroom. Well, he's not real broadcaster. <laughs> he, he's not real, so he couldn't actually be in it. Well, he was real. Oh, so your your theory is that Orphan Black takes place in the Max Headroom universe? I actually like that. Yeah, I thought you were going for a second. I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, uh, that might have made the show better, actually, but no, alas. I forget his name. I think his last name's Savage or something. Mm. I forget. Yeah, I forget, too, but he was in all kinds of stuff in the 90s. He was in, in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Great actor. But, uh, he was in... Uh... What was it? Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah, he was in Altered Carbon. Yeah. It's been a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, anyway, Broadcaster, uh, I'm not going to watch She-Hulk. Your boy Tim Roth doesn't move the needle enough for me. <laughs> this is a big wow, flat-out ignore. You know, I got burned by Winter Soldier and Falcon. I'm not getting burned sh- again. <laughs> How are you going to watch <laughs> Halo and Moon Knight but not watch this? Well, Halo isn't you know, being produced on the same McDonald's manufacturing line that all these Disney shows are now. So I had to give it at least a one episode chance and it disappointed, but I guess they joined the McDonald's line. then, don't they? <laughs> I think it, every it might all be merging into one big McDonald's line, unfortunately, but one goddamn McDonald's line <laughs> broadcaster. More importantly, we have a, a rare, rare moment in time uh how often can you review a 15th season of a show not very often how many shows have made it to season 15 that aren't animated like i can't think of any can you non-animated 15th season Maybe Happy Days or some, like, old show from back in the day? Yeah, I was going to say, like, Family Matters or... um, Home Improvement? No, definitely not Home Uh, Improvement. No? Uh, Uh, Yeah, I don't... I'm I'm really... Pants? (laughs) I I don't think that it's really happened before. I'm, like, I'm really trying to rack my brain. Maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I, I... what was that old black and white show with uh, the two share, like the sheriff and his uh, apprentice or whatever? Mm, uh, sheriff and the apprentice. I have no fucking idea. Like old that. school. Yeah, maybe. I think that if there is anything, it is probably like from back Barney. in the day. Barney was his assistant. The sheriff was like this cool slick dick Mahoney. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, it always I had know. that same intro where they were whistling and it was like the kid holding the fishing pole going down the street. <laughs> yeah, well. Damn, dude. Either way. Um, that was back when Nickelodeon actually played things that weren't in cartoons. That's a, man, that's making me think now, dude. Yeah. Nickelodeon, Nick at Night, dude, was straight up this like old stuff that was from like the 70s. Oh, yeah. It was a different time, Broadcaster. It was. And uh, Always Sunny actually came out in a different time, but it's still going somehow. It's sort of nuts. Uh, Are you ready to get to our review of season 15 of Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. (laughs) I have a special announcement. I quit. (laughs) 
And we're back with our review of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Season 15. And, uh, broadcaster, started off with little hypnosis, you know, because a show this old couldn't possibly have a giant paragraph long one. Oh, wait, it does. In the seismic wake of COVID-19 and all things 2020, the gang stands at a crossroads in this strange new world. The rules are changing quicker than anyone can keep up with, despite Herculean efforts from Mac, Charlie, Dennis, Dee, and Frank to continue their business as usual. Now they must face the music and decide who they'll become in the cultural upheaval that is 2021. Across the span of eight episodes and the Atlantic Ocean, we find them in a way only they could think to. Yikes. You can kind of <laughs> tell the degradation of this show from that hypnosis. How did they allow that to get printed? Or the last three seasons. That too, that too. Well, let's start off with that. Uh, is this your least favorite season of all time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would it surprise you to know that this has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? And I'm not making that up. 100% Rotten Tomatoes score. And it's ranked as the best season since season 11. So since, you know, five years ago or whatever. Four years ago. Every episode was just a cliche of an episode Mm -hmm. they've done before. Like, literally. (laughs) Uh, and, and like really pale shadows of those two, like the, the lethal weapon episode, like really put the exclamation mark on that. It's like, that was, that was hard to watch. Uh, really hard to watch. I thought it was going to be good when the, the very beginning of it, when they were, they were like calling him out for doing blackface and they're like, well, what's the next thing we do? And they're like, lethal weapon seven. I was like, damn, if they triple down on blackface, that will be legendary. Yep. Uh, Spoiler alert. That's not the direction they went in. Uh, Before we get into episode specifics though, there's one thing about this season that I find interesting. And I want to talk about right off the bat. And it's that you, you recall, I'm sure that Fox was purchased by Disney about four years ago. And apparently Always Sunny was still working with the Fox holdovers until season 15. And this new season 15 is the first season produced by Disney ABC Domestic Television. Do you think that might have something to do with what we got in this season? Absolutely not. The mo- why would you <laughs> why would you think like that such a negative mindset <laughs> man well it's the most politically correct season in the history of the show that is fucking far and away um, there's really nothing politically incorrect in this entire season not like a single joke or anything yeah it's it's interesting because I don't even know we have, really have to talk about the episodes that much. <laughs> I feel like I want to talk talk more about what's why Always Sunny even exists now. Because they obviously do their podcasts. Which is a lot more entertaining than the show at a this point. A lot more entertaining. <laughs> I've watched two episodes of it so far. It's good. Or 
two yeah two podcast episodes whatever you want to call it and it's way better and they even talk about what's happening themselves like truthfully on the podcast so they have some level of disdain and they're expressing it to to the safest levels they can openly on open air you know mm-hmm. so it's it's like okay so why are you doing it you can't be under contract. Are they under a contract to do more, like a certain amount of seasons? I, I don't know. I thought they were calling it quits three seasons ago. I'm yeah. still confused what's going on. And by the way, their ratings are garbage. They get like There's no 0.2 joy. ratings. TV. TV is just garbage right now. Well, dude, 0.2 like, is really bad. Like, uh, you, you remember when uh, The Expanse got canceled on Sci-Fi Channel? Like four years ago or whenever. Oh yeah, yeah. When it got canceled, and this is on the I sci-fi channel. <laughs> Remember, this is sci-fi channel. When it got canceled, it was getting about three million, three point ratings. When it got canceled, Always Sunny is getting zero point two in its fifteenth season and hasn't been canceled. Something's going on for sure. Maybe one of them has like had really high up connections at Fox. Maybe this is going to be the last season because Disney's finally taken over. Well, that might be why they started that podcast. Cause I thought the timing of that was really interesting. It's like they, they produced their worst season of all time, really low ratings. And then all of a sudden they're, they're starting a podcast, which is funnier than their show. And they kind of even allude to it on the podcast that it's funnier than the show, like without saying it, I don't know if you've seen that episode specifically. I've I've listened to most of them now, and there are a few where you can kind of just get the vibe where they're like, yeah, we kind of got to get ourselves out there. <laughs> like, that's kind of what it feels like. Especially after their uh, side hustles all got squashed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just hard to be who they are. In Hollywood now. Yeah, exactly. You just can't. You don't get gigs. Unless you're naturally just a POS, you don't really get uh, uh, good gigs anymore in Hollywood, it seems. Yeah. That's why you don't see Denzel movies anymore. I know, that poor fucker. That's why you don't... um, It's why you get um, Amazon Lord of the Rings. That's why you get... Uh, what's that fucking female off shoot of He Man? Oh gosh, Shira, <laughs> you know it's just like, or actually just He Man. I think He Man got re- yeah, true, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. I think it did. Yeah, nothing. That can... was uh, that was our boy uh, Silent Bob, wasn't it? Yes, it was Silent Bob. <laughs> Spe- you know, I said rest in peace, Wachowski brothers earlier. Rest in peace, Silent Bob, man. Kevin Smith, man, that guy has just lost it. He has lost it. They've all lost it, dude. The kingdom, as the God King from the Daily Wire said, (laughs) the kingdom has lost its magic (laughs) when you start building new things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of lost its magic, episode one, 2020, a year in review. First off, cringy title cringy premise 
this is a, like the least always sunny episode of all time, I would say. Did you find it as jarring as I did? Uh, all of it was jarring, dude. Yeah, but the, this one specifically. The, the, like right at the beginning, like them at the bar, you know, and it's... There, I forget. It's been a while since I watched the first episode, but they what they started telling about stories about theoretical what story of like a gender or something like that, and they're like, it doesn't matter. They could be a female to man. <laughs> I forget what they were talking. About. It was all yeah. just cringy as well, fuck. The premise was like some IRS guy was there to like audit their PPP loans, which is again, yeah, this that episode is yeah. very very political, and it's not overtly like like woke political but there's it's, it's pretty political it, it was and like the, I think yeah, one my of the favorite points, part was the political part to be honest yeah uh with <laughs> like, uh fucking danny devito fucking the painting set. those guys hair with yeah. Tar. <laughs> yeah the danny devito one was pretty funny he fucking painted Giuliani's hair, and that's what was why it was driven in that press conference. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like that they went there, but at the same time, it was the best joke of the episode. So it probably was, and it wasn't that great of a joke. So it's kind of kind of tells you all about the episode. This isn't really an episode; it's like a series of vignettes that are like, yeah, like make believe sort of like adjacent stories that they're yeah. lying to this IRS guy about to justify their loans and it, all of them were uh, dude the one I thought was going to be the best going in Charlie's you know I thought he was going to be the one sticking it out his was the worst like yeah. his, his and D's making mass in the apartment and arguing with each other it was like such a old trope that they've used so many times it's like I was like this I, how could you guys write this down and even think it was funny? I, I, I don't know. I, like I was, I kept, I'm trying to think in my head what the punchline to their story was, but I just kept on remembering that. I was like, I don't remember their, like, there really like, wasn't one. Yeah. It's just, they were making mass in the apartment. Am I forgetting something? Was there sure like a grift to it? I, I don't, I didn't, I, I watched this episode a long time ago, like when it first came out the beginning of December. So, yeah, I'm vague just, on it at this point. Charlie was just being an angry seamstress, seamstress, you know, like he's been in that that one episode where he was making dresses for Dennis, you know, is this like an old thing they've done? Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a repeated theme of this season, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And the sad thing is this episode was written by the three, the Rob McElhenney, Charlie Day and Glenn Howerton. So those are the episodes that are usually good. And this is probably one of the worst of the season in a season that was really bad. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to say yikes on that one. Next up is the gang makes lethal weapon seven. Now I want to preamble this by saying the, the original lethal weapon episode is one of my favorite episodes of always sunny period. I, I hold it in high regard. And when I saw this title pop up and I was like, Oh, this is going to be a good one. I hated this episode. It was so hard to watch. Yeah. I took him. I'm going to take a moment of silence to, uh, just, uh, <laughs> just remember what good entertainment used to be like. I hate, 
it's like they were put rubbing it in your face. They're like, right off the bat, they're like, we're going to get rid of uh, Lethal Weapon. Fi- or wait a minute. What was it? The library, the public library got rid of him. And they were just like, yeah, those are in the past now. I'll just leave them in the past. It's just like, mm-hmm. you fucking cucks, dude. Yep. You just- <laughs> yeah. it's It almost feels like they're talking to the audience, telling them like, hey, we're owned by Disney now, guys. What do you expect us to do? Not roll over or leave. I don't know. I know. Dude, as soon as the the Mickey Mouse acquisition was announced, they should have announced, oh, wait, they did. (laughs) That's when they announced they were calling it quits, when that acquisition first went through. Then magically, somehow, they changed their minds and just kept making seasons. Dude... (laughs) See, as soon as I saw D as a uh, fuck, what's his, what's Mills' character's name? He's <laughs> eleven. Uh, I forget. Uh, as soon as I saw that, I literally I remember falling asleep, and I had to wake up. And I, after I got off work, I watched it again, and I fell asleep again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah. That's all I really remember from that episode. I remember they got to the to the end and uh what's it uh what's his name that played um Vince McNabb came back. <laughs> what is is that his name? Remember he was like trying to be Tiger Woods and before that he was the football <laughs> player, something McNabb. I forget. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I just know that uh, our boy Shane Black wrote the original Lethal Weapon. There's a man that also hasn't been doing good lately. Everything that we loved and grew up with is not doing well, broadcaster. Who the hell is Shane Black? (laughs) He's the original writer of Lethal Weapon. He he made the last thing that you know him from probably is the Predator reboot movie with fucking uh what's her name? Uh what? The chick from G four TV. Olivia Munn? Yeah, Olivia Munn. <laughs> that was the last Cyborg thing. Olivia Munn, you mean <laughs> Shane Black hasn't been doing good lately. Um uh, but yeah, I think <sighs> Riggs. That's what it was, Riggs. Uh I, I don't know. You know, we were talking early about how this season has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and where do those reviews come from? Probably all like woke, like fucking Vox and Collider, and fucking all those types of woke publications. And I'm guessing that the this episode, the Gang Makes Lethal Weapon Seven, is one of the reasons it's getting high scores. Because if you really look at this episode, this is them saying. Everything that made us great and made you laugh at our stuff was wrong, and this is our apology. That's what this episode feels like to me. A big, fat apology for being daring to be offensive with their humor. Daring, you say? I think this is just them 
saying we can we can change just please give us some money bags and i think it failed <laughs> i think they're sellouts to be honest and yeah. it didn't work out yeah plain and simple <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hate this episode this i don't episode know about too much <laughs> i will give it an honorable mention the fact that they fired D and replaced D with Charlie like halfway through that made me <laughs> giggle a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's like they acknowledge it sucks and they can't sustain this. Uh, yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, this, this was just like a woke apology tour episode and it ruined one of my favorite always sunny episodes of all time. So I'm going to give this my least favorite episode of the season personally. There are a lot to choose from, though. Uh, next up is a weird episode. Um, the gang buys a roller rink. This is a prequel to Always Sunny. This shows how they all meet. Yeah. What do you think about this one? <laughs> I mean, this one was all right in my, I don't know, maybe because it just hit home because I did a lot of, you know, Oh yeah, we grew up in skates. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the shit when I was growing up in the nineties. So I loved it. You're fucking the last, Max. You're Max like the fucking NBA sports jacket. <laughs> yeah, dope. Yeah. I was like, all right, he has. Starter he jackets. knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, all their acting seemed it seemed all right. All the characters, side characters, and like the the managers just smoking in the back that just says one lines, one liners. Mm-hmm. He was pretty, I mean, it was, it was overall, it, was, it wasn't bad. I'm trying to remember the basketball jacket. Cause it was, it was of significance. It was like, a. wasn't it just like a Sixers jacket. No, it was an old, um, cause I had like this, I have this crazy old childhood memory of going to like, I forget what it was. It was like a sports outlet store that was connected to the super mall back in the day. And they had a, like a basketball, like arena that you could go into and just shoot hoops. And they had like all the, <laughs> the basketball logos up there. And it was like a B of Charlotte Hornets. Oh. They don't exist anymore. Oh, so that? Mac had oh, Mac shit. had a Charlotte Hornets jacket on, and I was like, "Damn, that's fucking an OG." That's crazy. Because <laughs> haven't they switched like three times now? Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I don't even know what. I think they're. I don't even know what city they're in now. I've I stopped following the NBA when the Sonics got taken down. So I. My NBA knowledge is ancient at this point, but I definitely yeah. was a big fan of the Charlotte Hornets back in the day. Loved Alonzo Mourning. And, uh, dude, during uh, NBA hang time, dude. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or uh, NBA Jam. Uh, that was like my favorite team. Yeah. I always just picked the B. I liked the B. <laughs> I was, they, yeah, I was so young, I didn't then. care. Yeah. <laughs> like they got the coolest logo indeed uh so this episode is okay um just a lot of sort of like dopey explanations for how they met most of it's kind of a lark um the thing that i did like about it is the 
the D like D starts off as just being like this really nice, agreeable sort of like wife material type girl in the beginning. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And then like they they show her get was she like bang her head when she's skating or something? <laughs> yeah. and, and then all of a sudden she becomes saying. Like the, the episode's D, not you know. that bad. That that part I thought was pretty cool. The drug yeah, like dealer, Mac drug dealer stuff was pretty cool. I really didn't like... He looks like a drug dealer. He looks like every drug dealer that you knew in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, just, he had that look. But the, the thing I really didn't like was uh, Dennis in this episode. It What, being a little bitch? Yeah, like, it's, I don't know. what it felt Well, he's like still it, trying to please his dad. I guess, you know? but it just it didn't feel yeah. right. He hadn't blossomed into the serial killer yet. Yeah, like I, I want, I want my dentist to be a date raping serial killer, not to be that guy. And it, it's fine. Like the, I thought the way they did it with D made more sense. It's like, oh yeah, you know, she fucking hit her head really hard, and now she's a cunt. With Dennis, it's there's nothing like that. It's just like, well, he was like this, and now he isn't. It, I don't know. It just didn't feel right to me. But I don't know. It was an okay episode. Probably one of the better ones of the season, but. Still not great, in my opinion. Um, well, I mean, D got CTE. They, you know, CTE. <laughs> we now know that's what D, Dennis or D's been dealing with. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, what am I trying to remember? Oh, yeah. The prostitute that uh, Frank had. When he was talking to Dennis up in the room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was smoking hot. <laughs> I don't know where they got her. <laughs> but they could give her more gigs. Disney. And he started cutting her paychecks. I think we need to get her into a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, one other thing that I thought was kind of cool is they actually got like, um, I got five on it <laughs> in the episode, which is, I don't know. I like that song back in the day and it was kind of funny to see it in like a nineties context again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, it wasn't, I don't know. I'm grasping at straws here. Uh, <laughs> next episode, the gang replaces D with a monkey. What'd you think about this one? Trying to remember this one. Uh, fucking D was like sick, and they're all like basically like, yeah, women, you know, periods and stuff. And they made a joke about her, anyone could do her job, including a monkey. And then I think it was Dennis was like, wait a second, why don't we actually replace her with a monkey? And then that's the episode. Oh, isn't that. Forget, isn't that the one where she's like doing auditions or something yeah, like that? That's exactly it. So, like, they find out later that she was acting like that because she was quote unquote method acting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was all right. It was, it was better. I think it was better acting for D than the rest of the season. Uh, probably, but I, I thought this was a really cheap episode. Like, not cheap like production value, but like cheap writing. Like it's just like sort of like one of those. 
Any monkey could write an episode of Always Sunny. That's what they really should have called it. Well, this who wrote this episode? Was it D? Uh, no, it was it was Glenn Howerton and some person I've never heard of named Nina Pedrad or Pedrid or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I the more and more I remember this episode, this was actually the episode I I probably liked least because really? it was it seemed like it was uh, like D's episode. That's why I thought she actually wrote it because it was like everyone else was just sitting at a bar, right? No one else did anything the whole episode. It was just them sitting at a bar. So the only scenes that they filmed with the gang were sitting at the bar, and the rest, the the whole rest of the episode was D solo doing acting yeah. with a bunch of other characters, and, and like all the male characters are completely debased in this episode. Like yeah, the whole premise is that is the whole premise is that the monkey uh gets them all drunk and then rapes them while they're passed out which maybe on paper that's funny but like when you actually see the episode it wasn't really that funny it's really just kind of gross and weird and you're just kind of like okay (laughs) yeah i mean the end of the episode is probably the best part where they they get up and it's like the whole bar is destroyed or whatever but yeah it's a it's i mean it's a whole it's a fucking lame ass the whole season's fucking late. Yeah, and this is hard. I'm trying really hard to talk about this and not say they just suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, it's I remember when we, funny. when we reviewed season 14, we were kind of like, I don't remember exactly what we gave it, but I know that we were like, eh, it's, it's trying at least. It, there's some good episodes. It wasn't that bad. This one is the opposite to me. When I saw how good of reviews it got, my mind was blown. But then I remembered, oh, there's so much woke shit in this season. It must be a bunch of woke reviewers that are like, yeah, you did what we said, so we're going to let you live type shit. This episode, though, ends with the weirdest, like, hamstrung transition. This show didn't used to be, like, uh, arc-based. There were never arcs in this show, but now, like, it's, like, all one big arc. And the end, if you recall, leads into the second half of the season that takes place completely in Ireland. And the end of the episode is just them, like, we're going to Ireland randomly. It was something really dumb, like, something to do with beer. And they're like, oh, monkey beer is like green and it's on the I- Ireland. They're like, yeah, let's go to Ireland. It's some dumb shit like that. I remember it just rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah, it's the next episode, isn't it? Isn't that like no, in that's the, the end of the monkey episode is what I'm talking about. The very. Oh, end. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because the what's the fifth episode? The she gang goes to it, Ireland is the next. Yeah, one. yeah. And like she wakes up. Mm hmm. Yeah, so you are right. There's like continuous. They have done part or two part episodes. This whole I mean, season is... was kind of like that, though. Like everything past this episode is all one sequel to the last episode. There's like it's all a big arc. There's nothing standalone left. Before you'd get like sort of meta arcs and maybe like two episode small arcs but not nothing like this right like was there anything like this in the past where you'd have like six episodes all like successions of each other no i would i wouldn't say that but i would say they had like uh storylines that continued over long periods of time they were more meta though right 
Yeah, like yeah, not like the develop the development with their dad that ended up not being their dad, the yeah. seventh heaven dude. I forget oh, his God. name. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. That was actually pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> What happened to that guy? Did he end up being a pedo or something like that? <laughs> He's like a scam artist or something weird. <laughs> He's a, a grifter. Yeah, but it was that was some that was some good times. I remember that. Uh, yeah. So this episode, your least favorite, um, probably my second or third least favorite. Definitely not a good one. Uh, what is next? The gang goes to Ireland. So this is where the show takes a complete shift away from being always sunny and sort of becomes this weird like field trip you know what i mean like it it doesn't it, it starts to feel like a sitcom more like uh it's almost like the xx came in and they were just like you guys are sandbagging this season we can tell they're like well we don't get any ideas <laughs> so they had to do a plan b or something yeah that's what it felt like it was, and again, it was written by the three main guys. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and say this actually is probably one of the better episodes of the season, although still not great, but it's definitely at least middle of the road. Uh, the worst part about it, in my opinion, is the storyline that begins to start and I, with Dennis refusing to get vaccinated. And then they make this huge joke about him getting sick with COVID and not acknowledging it, which goes on the entire rest of the season. This was probably the most cringy part of the entire season. And it really lowered Dennis, in my opinion. Like, he was such a different character and a much better character before this this character kind of cucked him a lot like the roller skate rink episode did. It was almost like that was a foreshadowing of the the denigration that's about to happen to Dennis. Well, I mean, it's the whole show, but yeah, I mean, you make a good point. I didn't even pick up on that because I thought the show just was degrading so bad as a whole, but... Yeah, it, it's it's really, really stupid, like... First of all, didn't that's they, didn't you, they like fucking didn't he get hit by a car and all she got was like a bump on the head? Yeah, yeah, very yeah, exactly. Like we're basically they're treating the show like a cartoon now. Um the bog episode at the end is like that too. It's they're not really taking it seriously at all anymore. Um uh, this more Caitlin Olsen like trying to be an actor and like doing auditions. The the tax shelter part with Frank I liked that was funny. Uh, like where he says he <laughs> like he talks about being Je- Jeffrey Epstein's like beverage supplier. <laughs> You're talking about like in the lounge <laughs> with Dennis. That's how you talking about him. Hey, yeah, remember like, all the papers yeah. up. And remember, yeah. Frank was like, I do remember. Frank was like, <laughs> he's like, I've yeah, I've been to Epstein's Island, but I just went snorkeling or something like that. Like I went surfing or something. He's I'll like, I never I'll saw girls him, like, throwing a bunch of shredded papers into a beer fucking yes. plat. Yes, that was good. That was funny. That was pretty uh, funny. 
Uh, what else happened in this episode? Um, oh, this is where um, Charlie and Mac start the trying to weird... find their lineage or something. Yeah, they start the weird debate about like he like I forget like Charlie was saying he wasn't Irish or Mac was saying Charlie wasn't Irish, so he couldn't talk to him about being Irish. Some just some really weird conversation. And the funny part though was when he called his mom. That was in this episode, right? He called his mom to be yeah. like, Yeah, I'm yeah, Irish, right? <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, Bitch, you're Dutch or you're Norwegian yeah. or something like that. I think it was Dutch or something like and that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing else really happens much in this episode, right? Do you remember anything else? Like uh uh i mean something happens with uh with the waitress and d at the end i forgot what happened oh i thought that was until later i don't remember this oh uh, wait at the audition that's when yeah. okay i remember oh, yeah. now yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah that was i that was so exciting i forgot it happened um <laughs> Yeah, this episode was, you know, now that I'm really going through it in my head, it was just okay. This was an okay episode. The the Danny DeVito stuff really carried it. And you know what I'm going to say right now? The Danny DeVito everything carried this season. Imagine how bad this season would have been if you cut Danny DeVito out of it. He's responsible for, like, everything funny in it. I mean, everyone has their... I think You think he just has the old pass? He just Maybe. doesn't give a fuck. Maybe. They gave him the script, and he's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. They're like, get rid of me. I dare you. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, next episode, Gang's Still in Ireland. Uh, again, like we said, this is just every episode is a sequel to the last episode of the rest of the way. Um. Uh, this is the one where Charlie, not Charlie, where Mac. Oh yeah, no, where Charlie finds out that his dad is Lieutenant O'Brien from Star Trek: Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, which I enjoyed because I'm a huge fan of him. <laughs> uh, anyone else that doesn't watch Star Trek probably didn't give a fuck, and so I'm actually going to give this bonus points for Cole Meany being in it. He's also in Stargate Atlantis. Um, he was. An, uh, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, what was that race? The remember the original bad guys in Atlantis, not the Wraith, but like the human bad guys. It had Robert Davies. Oh, also. what were those guys called? They had like underground uh, bunkers and shit with nukes. Remember those guys? I forget. Um, God, I can't remember their names. Yeah, I was. That was like one of the latest episodes I just watched randomly too. <laughs> yeah, for well, some odd reason. Well, Cole Meany was one of the main of those bad guys from Stargate Atlantis. Uh, but really, most people will know him from Star Trek: Next Gen and Deep Space Nine as Lieutenant O'Brien. Uh, so he was typecasted as an Irishman there. Now he's being typecast as an Irishman and always sunny. So good for him. For a second, uh, I thought he was in, uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie too, with, uh, Daniel Day Lewis. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about New York gangs in New York, but that's, uh, that's not him. That's a different actor. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I think at this point they kind of try and explain that Charlie's stupid because his dad wrote him letters in um, Celtic or whatever the Irish language is or like that. Celtic, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Because they went to the, they were at the bar and like he, he like knew the whole language. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of thought that was a little dumb too. It's like them trying to be like, oh, no, he's not really retarded don't you know what i mean like almost like they were ashamed for portraying him as retarded in the past kind of got that vibe a little bit i don't know about you felt more apology tour stuff happening yeah it was dumb as fuck because we all know the best explanation for charlie's mental state was flowers for charlie (laughs) yeah single only one of the greatest episodes of all time. <laughs> it's, it's one of the greatest televisions of, te- or one of the greatest episodes of television history for comedy, in my opinion. Like that is up there with any Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. It's up there with the the Giants, in my opinion. That was an amazing episode. Uh, this is not that though. Um, so then we have like Dennis and D. I I still don't really remember why they were looking to buy a castle or rent a castle or whatever, but like they're at some real estate place trying to rent or buy a castle and Dennis is trying to hold in a cough. And that's like the big joke is like, Oh, he has COVID and he's trying to hold in his cough. And we're going to laugh at him holding in a cough. Apparently a lot of people found this super funny and entertaining when I was looking at other people's reviews. I thought this was really stupid. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it was dumb as fuck. Did you laugh one time at it? No. Yeah, neither did I. I... It's the type of cringe shit that like, like it, it defines the season. Yep. There's nothing funny about it. It's just more debasing. They're just debasing Dennis as much as they can. Uh, Even like when they're joke, like I think it was like at some point in this episode, it was Mac went to like a a church or something like that. And he was going to become like a priest. Oh, that's the next episode, I think. Or wait, is this, this, Oh, that might be the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, um, Oh yeah. That's the continue. Cause everything's a continuation. Cause, uh, that's when they do the, the Dennis COVID shining thing, Mm -hmm. which by the way, that that's my favorite episode of the season. The next one. Um, but I think they start the priest thing in this episode, but barely. And then it continues in the next episode. And really most of it takes place in the next episode or some of it. Maybe it's like half and half. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I remember like, it was like something basically what was the joke with the thing? It's like, he thought it was all like gay stuff, but it actually ended up being pedophile stuff. It was really like, sort of like uh, ha, 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 so funny priests that are pedos that's not like it, it felt really like a stale sort of like if they did it like 10 years ago they would have done it a lot funnier but the way oh, they did it sure. that's what i was gonna get to i was just like when they got the, like the the premise was there but in the end they just like cut it short and it was over, and it was just like that seemed just shallow and not funny. There's yeah. like, yeah, Max gay, and he, there's a gay priest joke. Cool. Mm-hmm. 
it kind of like I don't know. Yeah. Again, too, like no the three the three main guys wrote this episode, so it's just like, man, like it. Maybe it really is time to call it quits on this shit because it's just I don't know anymore. Uh, but the episode ends. I, this is I believe the episode ends with uh, you know Charlie's like, oh yeah, I found my real dad now, and then like he doesn't like um, Frank anymore, right? And then like Frank gets all sad and goes to bed. Yeah, that was Which, that was actually it kind of brought a tear to my eye a little bit. It, no, that's funny you say that because I when that happened, I kind of felt like that too. I'm like, man, that kind of like hit the feels a little bit, which is weird for a show like this. But it felt it felt strange. Maybe it was just Danny DeVito's acting that made it happen. But it was, I was just like, whoa. Usually, I don't feel that kind of way about this show. Um. Anyway, next episode, second to last, D sinks in a bog. This like you referred to it as the Dennis COVID shining episode. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't like well, that. Was, that was episode six, wasn't it? No, was like, this is D sinks in a box. Uh, ep- episode seven is the episode you're talking about. You're talking about the episode where they, um, Frank and Dennis come up with a plan to basically murder Charlie's new dad in the castle. Right. Where like D's like hiding behind paintings and shit, or not D? Uh, Dennis is hang- hiding behind pain- that. That's the episode you're talking about, right? Well, that's that. That is episode seven, but that particular part where like Dennis, because remember he's delusional with COVID. Because episode seven starts off with uh, Dennis recovering in the hospital, but like oh, in episode right. six, towards that, the yeah. end, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was, like, there was like the shining moment where. Wasn't really. I don't know why I say shining. It wasn't really. It was kind of Kubrick esque, I guess. Which is funny now. I say Kubrick esque because what was that season where they ended with the laser tag arena? Last season, that, fourteen. Yeah, yeah, that felt very Kubrick esque at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I said that in our review of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think you got mixed up a little bit because D sinks in a bog starts with the moment you're talking about with, uh, Dennis waking up in the hospital. That's the very beginning of this episode where, yeah, 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 where yeah. D's like, you're, you're hallucinating you have COVID and fucking, uh, the, there's like Dr. McDreamy, right? The, the British guy who she like tries yep. to have a date with and, yep. Anyway, I don't like mo- like half this episode, but the ha- the other half I fucking love. That's why it's my favorite. Like the whole thing with Dennis and Frank coming up with this plan um, to get after uh, Lieutenant O'Brien, you know Charlie's new dad. I fucking laugh so hard at some of those those things happening. Like the soup part the soup part had me laughing so hard the what part the soup oh when he's trying to get him to eat the soup (laughs) he's like why are you trying to get me to eat the soup (laughs) 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 i don't know that part that reminded me of like some classic always sunny type stuff but the whole part with I just loved his description of uh who was he describing in the graveyard? <laughs> was it like spirits of the night or something? He's just like it's like these women they scream like banshees. Yeah. And yeah. And wail. <laughs> yeah, which leads to the end where D's like screaming for help on the side of the road and 
Conan or <laughs> Lieutenant O'Brien thinks she's a real banshee. <laughs> and, the way he was saying in the graveyard, I was, I was dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the old guard definitely kept it alive in this season, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, What's the premise? It doesn't D get stuck in a. Like, yeah, that's the whole. Selfie. The, the name of the episode, yeah, exactly. The name of the episode is Dia Sunks in a Bog, and that's like half the episode. And basically, it's her falling into yeah, a like bog a and the waitress she, showing like, up randomly. She puts two feet in some mud and she's like, Oh, God, stepbrother, I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing with the waitress and D was super cringy. Like, they really wanted to make it like a. Oh, this is the ladies um, scene. This is the ladies episode. Like this, like we're going to have some lady on lady content here. And like, it didn't work at all. They have like no chemistry with each other. Like they were acting at each other. They weren't acting with each other. If you know what I mean? Like it, it was very obvious that it, the waitress probably just isn't a good actress. I don't know who she is. I've never, never seen her anything that. else, <laughs> but I don't think uh, D the actress plays D is good either. Like I really, I think that she got good writing and it made her funny a lot of times, but I don't really, have you ever seen the Mick? No, it's a sitcom starring D, you know, the actress that plays D and I oh, gave I the I show, episode two. I gave the show like seven episodes because I really thought it had to be funny. Cause D was in it. She sucked in that show. I can't even believe that it got greenlit. I totally forgot about that series. Yeah, I think everyone did. Uh, but anyway, the 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 whole like concept of this is like that the waitress claims she'll help her out if she can tell her what her name is, and they've actually never named the waitress on the show. Like, so we don't even know her name. So it's just like one of those gags. It's like, yeah, they yeah. have. I thought it was like in the very early episodes they say her name once. Uh, if that's true, then I, from your lips to God's ears, I've never heard it. I don't remember it, but it's been a long time since I've rewatched Always Sunny, so it's possible. Maybe I just forgot. I don't think that she's ever been named, and if she was named, it was a long, long, long time ago. Now, the whole concept of this, I think, is stupid because you can, if you say my name, I'll save you. The show hasn't said her name in at least a decade, so it's not. it would be funnier if they say her name all the time and D can't remember it, that would actually make it funnier. The context of the show kind of makes it not funny because no one knows her name. Well, I think it's kind of like, I think they're trying to put it on the same level as D being called Bird. You know, it's like a sign of disrespect. They just, they knew the whole time, but they prefer to call him that because they're women, (laughs) you know, or something. I think that's kind of like the angle. But, yeah, I think there's, I'm pretty sure it was established that they all know her name because I swear there was, like, a time when they they were in the hospital, like, when she was getting strung along or something like that by Charlie because Charlie had a girlfriend or something like that. And Dennis was, like, talking to her, and she's like, my name's, like, Christina or Kristen or something like that. And he's like, what? No one cares, waitress. Go away <laughs> or something like that. I remember that line or something wow. like that. Yeah, well, I yeah. definitely don't, but I'll take your word for it. Either way, though, if the average viewer doesn't know her name, 
I think it makes the joke fall flat, in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely a always sunny insider knowledge. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh. So we have the part where she falls in and sinks and everything. We have all that. Then it goes to Mac and we finish the church thing that we talked about earlier, where it's like he finds out that he's not gay. He's a pedo. And like, he's like, oh, well, screw you then. And then leaves the least funny, dumbest ending to a non-starter arc that shouldn't have existed in the first place. How... Did, could these guys just really not write for Mac anymore? Is that what this is? Like, they've just painted themselves in a corner to the point Why where they, they just can't write for him? He's just such a problematic character. He should be the star. He's gay. Like, that's what is in now in Hollywood. Like, he should be... I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. I but, will say, like... Th- now that I think about it, this is totally... And I was just remembering the towards the end of this episode. Fucking... She does let D sink into that swamp because she can't remember her name. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah, I mean, what I thought was funny was the dinner scene. Uh... First of all, this is oh, only... that was the best part of the episode. This was dude. the best part of the season, right? Like if you dude, had to pick one out. scene from the season, <laughs> when they're at the door and he passes them the wheel of cheese. Oh god, <laughs> like, and, dude! Die. And this is the only part where the the Dennis storyline with COVID actually pays off with a laugh because he's hiding behind uh, paintings with the eyes cut out and he can't yeah. stop coughing. <laughs> this is the only part where that storyline has any laughs in it and it's perfect timing because the whole scene is basically laughs because you go from that to, to fucking um, Frank insisting that Ch- uh, Charlie's dad eat the soup with meatballs that's actually shit and and Charlie's on to him and and Charlie makes him eat it and he like goes all the way to the end and he doesn't do it Dennis is like you made me put that turn turn my mouth hell man oh man yeah that, that was good I laughed harder at that than anything else in the season so that's what that's why I hold this episode in, as my number one. Uh, not to say it doesn't have problems. And, uh, you know, then they leave and then they see D as the Banshee who's covered in bog mud after D escapes. Um, so, yeah, that's that's this episode. Um, second to last, we have one more left. Uh, what do you think about this episode? Is this where does this sit with you overall? Oh, I think it's the best episode. You do? Okay. Yeah. So we're in agreement there. This is this is uh-huh. the, the premiere episode of the season. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to the last episode, which uh, I did not like. What about you? It's a real soft dick parade. The gang carries a corpse up a mountain. When I saw the title, I thought, okay, this is going to be a continuation of the last episode. It's going to be really good. I thought it was going to be a DLC for Death Stranding. Oh, shit. That would have been cool. Um, But no, it's not. And uh, this episode has a few things. First of all, it's very similar 
to that episode a few seasons ago where Mac does that like coming out gay musical in front of his dad. Remember that? Is like oh god, that's yeah. what this episode reminded me of a little bit. It has that same wow. energy behind it. That was that was previously my least favorite episode. Of I mean, time. I don't think it was as it was as gay as that episode, but I see what no. you're saying. No, not not quite, but it has the same energy. Uh, so I forgot, man. I forgot they did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that a lot of people wish they did. Um. So anyway, you know, Charlie's and the crew carry his dad's corpse up the mountain, and. There's sort of a bunch of like weird heart to hearts going on as they come up the mountain. They drop the corpse a few times, which is supposed to be the comedy, but it wasn't really funny. Um, how many times did you laugh during this episode? Did you laugh at all in this episode? Even oh, one time? I mean, I think there was a couple of times where I chuckled a little bit, but there's no actual serious jokes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I swear like that when the corpse falls out and comes to the bottom of the hill, I think that's supposed to be the big punchline, but it just was like okay. Um yeah, it, it I forget it's like this weird story, you know, where it's like you roll the rock up the hill and then weights crushes you. It's, remember heavyweights? <laughs> <laughs> Roll the ball comes rolling back down the hill over you. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Some analogy like that. <laughs> uh. So so more on the cringe side with this episode. At first, they don't tell you how um his dad died, which I liked, um because there was like a mystery, like you didn't know if like Charlie killed him or like if something else weird happened. So there's this weird element of mystery at first. But then they say at some point halfway in the episode that he died of COVID-19. And my eyes rolled so hard on that. I was, that was where I was just like, fuck, dude, what has happened to this show? Yeah, it was. And don't forget about the uh, Ford ad in the whole episode, too. Oh, God. The Ford truck ad. Oh, and yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit more in the context of how anti-american this episode is but let's stick with the middle here um so anyway they he dies of covid rock is that ford or is it chevy (laughs) that's chevy i think Uh, built ford tough oh yeah Ford. anyway so so when they when they declare he died of covid19 then they're like oh dennis and frank are unvaccinated so they killed him and they make so basically this this whole scene is like them telling the entire audience like if you're unvaccinated you're murdering everyone it's it's a liberal shame scene is what this is. And I really thought, even with all the other woke shit in the season, this was over the top for me. This is where I was like, wow, this, this is a straight slap in the face. This was the main reason why I'm glad we waited to review it for so long. Cause I sat on like the last four episodes for a long time and then slowly watched the last four. And I was, we got, when I got to the last episode, I was, I was dumbfounded by that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like how 
this had to be shoehorned in there. There's no way you guys wrote this. Like this had to be contractual. This had to be in a contractual obligation. This episode feels like it was written by fucking Kathleen Kennedy. Like there's something real weird about this episode. It doesn't feel right. It's written by Megan Gans, who if you've been watching the podcast, she's the producer of that podcast with them. The girl, you know what I'm talking about? I know you've only seen a few episodes of it. But she is the girl who's the producer who talks every once in a while on the Always Sunny podcast. She wrote this last episode. Wow. So I'm going to go ahead and say she might be the source of the problems with this show. And she seems like she's like a fucking wizard who's hiding behind the curtain and like has puppet strings. You know what I mean? Because like... Not only is she ruining the the show, she's she's in control of the podcast. That's the thing. Like she is the podcast. That's what's weird about like you'll notice it when you when you watch more of it and listen to more of it. She has she's deep with these guys. So I don't know if she is the reason that Always Sunny sucks now, but I'm leaning towards it heavily. Anyway, um. So the, the 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 other gag of this episode that you're supposed to laugh at is like uh, Frank has like a canteen of water and a canteen of urine and he f- forgets which one's which. And he like hands Charlie the the piss one on accident or was it on purpose? Just sloppy writing and it wasn't really that funny. It's just it's basic gag writing. It's dude. Always sunny used to be funny. Cause it was like, it was meme level humor. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was just, it was super in touch with the culture. Like what's a good episode when their vote. It, I forget what it was like back when Obama was around or something. And it was like, Charlie goes America all over everybody or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all over everybody's asses. And they were, and they tied it into, those old cigarette commercials where they were like trying to get to teens to not smoke. And they're like, you remember talking about? Yeah. It's like that anti-smoking organization and they tied them together. Like they had more depth back then. And now, now episodes are just like, just about them. Like the gang. It's weird. It's weird. Like they're smelling their own farts type of thing. Oh yeah, there's a lot. There's of that. no like actual like complexity or there's no real premise to any of the episodes in this. Well, there's a premise to this like, one and it's that Americans are disgusting pigs that are But all that's horrible. like that's what this episode's like, premise is. But they set that up as like the punchline. You know, it's like this like at the end it's, you know, like they use it as like this punchline type joke. Whereas, like, all the episodes, you know, like, when the the gang goes tailgating, right? And fucking Charlie gets those, uh, hits of acid in his beer. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the tunnels underneath the city and shit like that. Like, there's all kinds of funny-ass shit they're talking about that are, like, culturally relevant. They have, like, history and stuff like that. It's just funny to talk about those things. These yeah. episodes, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, right? It's just, <laughs> I, I, it's just, like, I feel like they're being, they're, like, saying shit 
people like want to be part of a group would say, mm-hmm. you know, to like be cool, <laughs> you yep. know, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. Like that vibe. Definitely. Um, so after Charlie drinks the piss, he like abandons Frank at the top of the mountain and then like it cuts to the the bar where they're meeting later. And this is the part where they really put the exclamation mark on what this episode's all about. They're all being really loud and sort of yelling at each other at the bar. And then like, um, the waitress comes in and like tells them they're like being too loud, which was really like, what the fuck? Why is she, this, this show has a really big, small world problem going on. Like they're globe trotting, but the waitress keeps showing up. It's just a little, doesn't really ring true. And, uh, the way it works is that Frank's like, we're Americans. We do whatever we want and you shut the fuck up or something like that. And, and then like, uh, then where, how's the Ford pickup truck come in? Well, that's what I'm talking about. So like, that's right the, after that, right? Like, they yeah, get right after. Well, it goes to Charlie dragging up the, the, his dad by himself. Up the hill oh and he, yeah, like, that's what it was. Crying, and then mm-hmm. they come fucking to his the rescue and the with the Ford commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like they throw the corpse off and it hits the rocks, and they are like, eh, whatever. And they walk away, which, uh, and God, what was the last thing that happened? Um, oh yeah, they like, insulted him, right? Didn't they? Didn't Charlie turn on him at the end? Like started talking shit about him as he like left the corpse on the rocks. Well, well he did abandon him. So <laughs> it was weird though. Like he was like all in love with him. And then like, he throws his body off the cliff onto the rocks and he like says some comment about him being a piece of shit and walks away, which I think um, maybe it was a comment on society at large. Maybe if it felt weird, they're trying to be heady. It felt weird. But I would, when they threw that body down the cliff, though, I just thought about like Bloodborne and like the DLC where mm-hmm. you like can see the son of Koss down at the beach before <laughs> you actually fight him. That's what that shore they threw the body down to look like. I was like, oh shit, that looks like the boss battle from far away in Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, then, then the episode ends with uh, uh, Born in the USA playing, which with the the Ford truck driving off and this, this sort of just capped off like the whole, what ends up being the totality of the season, which is to say Americans are bad. That's really what you can sum this up with. It used to be when always sunny first started, it's like these specific people in America are bad. This season was trying to canonize. Oh no just all Americans are just bad. And you saw it in the writing all the way through, but this final episode just put it in cement. And the fact that Ford was a part of this America's truck, America's car and Bruce Springsteen born in the USA, you put all this together and it's just like, Holy fucking shit. Oh yeah. It's, it's totally just overproduced. It's just garbage. Why would Ford want to associate themselves to a TV show literally calling Americans trash? Well, it's no, insane. they love at the very end. They talk about how they love America. Remember, they get out of the truck and they're like, they're talking about all the scummy things they love. 
and how and all that stuff. Yeah, that was the weird. That was kind of the odd part too. Is just like I can't believe Ford wanted to be a part of that. Yeah, that's that's my biggest takeaway from this episode. Is wow, Ford? Why, why Ford? I mean, Bruce Springsteen. I think if I recall, has sort of become like an American hater. Communist, what? Yeah, yeah. I think he's on the, the commie side of the force now, so it kind of makes more sense that he is a part of it, but Ford, like, your main fucking purchase ship is, like, fucking blue-collar American workers. Like, it's just weird. Felt really weird. But Oh, uh, man. Isn't that the feeling you get as time goes on and you see, as Trent Reznor would say, a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. <laughs> and this is the 15th iteration on yeah. the finite curve of what we call our reality. All right, broadcaster. Well, any final thoughts on what uh, we both agree is the worst season of Always Sunny of all time? Well, so far of all time. I mean, quit. Quit. Please. Say face. Dude, I still have some of the greatest me- sitcom memories of my life. Are, I don't know, sitcoms, but just sketch comedy shows or whatever you want to say. Where it's like the original like five seasons of Always Sunny were legendary. Dude. Yeah. Legendary. This type of stuff, it does nothing but mar their, their success. That's... I mean, there's, they're not getting any new followers. Like you said, it's 0.2 rating. That's because everybody that loved the show knows it's gone. It's been gone. Mm-hmm. And anybody they're trying to reach isn't there. They're, they immediately, they're just like, this is out of touch. Like, they're not appealing to anybody super young. Like, they're not getting anybody, like, younger than 25. I'll tell you that right now, based on all their humor. Like, why would they? Yeah, it's like it, it, that would be like trying to like that's getting young kids to watch Seinfeld type of shit. You know, it's just like, no, dude, they're watching Family Guy. No one's watching Seinfeld until, you know, the hipsters came along. Then it was cool to watch Seinfeld again. But you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. Um, I think if they're smart. They would do one more season where they no. completely abandon this shit and they, they can't. do Disney owns it. They, no, 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 no. Well, okay, you might be right. They might be able not be able to pull it off. But what I'm saying is they should do one more season, pretend like they're gonna keep doing what they're doing, and then just make some really old school, super offensive, politically incorrect shit and try and submarine it in. And see if if they can get it on air, and then obviously take the axe, which will come. Just as I mean, an apology. If, yeah, I mean, if you could pull that off, that'd be cool. Well, think but... about it like this, man. If if they end, if they really end the show on this episode, holy shit! Can you think of a worse way to end a show like this? Like. It is like the ultimate sort of failed legacy. It's well, dude, like I said with the last season, when they ended on the laser tag ring, I thought that was going to be the end. That the should way have they, been. That would have been the way a they great ended ending. that. Like, how long have we been doing this type of shit? It's like, oh, this really is the end. 
That would have been an amazing ending in retrospect if they stayed there and they never made season 15. That's what they should have done. I just, I just, I don't know, man. If they end it like this, they're just ending it on such a horrible, sour note. It just sucks. But you might be right. They might not be able to get a good season through the censors. This could just be ABC saying, if you want to make the show, you're doing it with our lens on it and you're, we're, we'll fuck The only. Yeah, the we'll only hope you. I could see is them somehow getting the rights to the intellectual property and then bringing it to a different platform like yeah. Amazon or Netflix or something like that. That's the only way. And honestly, it might not even be that. They might just be too old now. Like, I mean, they only have so much more time to be like doing funny, relevant comedy until like. I mean, that's not true. I mean, there's Larry David, you know, he's still cold and strong. So there's exemptions, but it's just the lightning can only be captured in the bottle for so long. That last curve. There's multiple factors that go into that. Wasn't that hot, but it's better. No, it was. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even seen all of it, but yeah, I've heard like no one likes it. Yeah, it was. it's better than this, but still a, it's the worst season of curb for sure, but it's better than this shit. 15th season of always sunny. And on that note, broadcaster, uh, as you know, here in the crack seller podcast, we have, you know, exactly where this is going. Official <laughs> patented ghostbusters rating system on that system. Broadcaster. What do you rate the 15th season of always sunny in Philadelphia? Dude, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. <laughs> you have. <laughs> I feel like I should add a sound effect, like a drum roll. But this one's getting the profited slime. <laughs> the exalted one. <laughs> a slime merino. Fucking the sewer dweller. Bothering children. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Feel, I feel like there's no other way you could go. This season is garbage, as Dane DeVito would say, and uh, I think that's all there is to it. I think my uh, enthusiasm towards this episode reviewing the season is uh, enough <laughs> <laughs> to uh, explain my uh, the grade I've given it. Yeah. Slimer, the Slimer God is fed. Indeed. Uh, I don't think anyone will be surprised that uh, I agree with you, and I'm also going to give it a Slimer. Um, what can you really say about this season that we haven't already said? <laughs> it is just really, really, really bad. And there, there's very little redemption that I can even see in the show. I just, as a sentimental person that... Like, I really just don't want Always Sunny to go down like this. Maybe it just has to. I don't know anymore. But uh, I think everything has to die. Yeah. Remember, Uh, the kingdom's lost its magic. (laughs) It's time to start making new things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, yep, this is a hard Slimer. This is, uh, you know, Slimer after getting shit-faced, hung over on the bed. Like, this is just... uh, as slimy as Slimer gets, 
And with that, dude. we'll close out. Slime to the bed, dude. Gross. The season slime the bed. Could you imagine saying that to like your wife or something like that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I slimed the bed last night. <laughs>